0: Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 22. I was scrolling on social media the other day and I came across one of my favorite quotes by Buckminster Fuller. It goes like this. You can never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. Now this quote is also similar to one of Einstein's where he says, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. What I love about these two quotes is that they not only prove the practical application of flow they proved that both of these leading edge geniuses knew exactly how to flow. And I think we can all agree that people like these two men brought a lot of fresh insight, brilliant science, and leading edge thinking into our world. And they did it through flow. Just like when Einstein inferred this when he said, I think 99 times and find nothing, I stop thinking swim in silence, and the truth comes to me. That's flow. Now, one of the roadblocks that I see that people tend to put in front of themselves when it comes to flow is this belief that flow is somehow for athletes. You know, getting in the zone and performing their sport in these unheard of brilliant ways that totally defy how a human is normally performs. Well, the truth is, that getting in the zone is possible for anything that anyone's doing. I remember when I waitressed as a teen and a young adult, I'd get fully engrossed in the moment, 100% present in my feet. And then I'd glide around a fully packed room, short staffed, and still make everything look easy and seamless. It was flow. I'd fall into sync with the environment give perfect timing to each phase of the dining experience and somehow seemed to magically align with the kitchen. So I, when I was ready to pick up a plate, they were ready to give it to me. It was fun and it was profitable in tips and it required very little energy because you just floated. You just moved effortlessly. It felt amazing. It was like a high. It's the feeling when you get so in that you become one with everything and you simply flow. You see, flow can happen for anyone, anywhere, and anytime. Okay, so let's get back to the quotes. Why did I bring those up? Well, the first two quotes, and I'll remind you of them. You can never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete and We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Well, both of these quotes talk about looking at what is happening and realizing that it is happening within the confines of certain parameters of thinking. Well, this tells us many things. First, both Fuller and Einstein knew that thinking created realities. And second, that once something is created, the thinking that created it, holds it in reality. Kind of a tongue twister. In other words, reality, as at its essence, is thinking that loops. Now in yogic philosophy and flow philosophy, we recognize this. It's foundational in understanding the struggle and integration phases of the flow cycle, as well as the body itself, with its addictive nature of biological processes and cravings. In fact, these lenses actually see the body as the mind all fleshed out. In other words, we hold everything we believe, everything we've experienced, and everything we've inherited in this database of tissues we know as a body. As energy circulates through our tissues by breathing and pumping our heart, The circulation triggers us to think, feel, and behave in memorized ways. We loop. In fact, if we had no conscious awareness at all, we would live only in our loops, and we would only evolve to the extent that a new experience came into our body memory. But that's not the case. We do have conscious awareness. And so we have the ability to observe what we have looping and then change it. In other words, build a new model that makes the old one obsolete and change the thinking that created it. When you think about it, this is how we change. One day we stop seeing something in the way we always have and instead we see it in a fresh new way because we're essentially creatures of habit and have grown to dislike discomfort of any kind, we'll tend to still loop what we know even though we're suffering. And those who are not yet aware of self's role in creating, well, they'll project blame onto other people or external circumstances for that suffering. Of course, others and the external circumstances do play a co-creative role in our experience, But we still must remember that we're the epicenter of our life. And so we play the most major role in the creations we experience. And more importantly, how we react to them. If we're unconscious, we're going to react as programmed. And if we're conscious, well, we have a choice. We can react as programmed because we like it, or we can respond in a fresh new way. Learning to take responsibility for our role to be accountable means learning to face what exact thinking is actually within us that's fleshed us all out. What memorized patterns and beliefs are we looping? Now as Fuller and Einstein both knew, our thinking creates our reality. and They also knew that there are two steps to shifting it. First, We need to know the problem to the fullest degree that we can. And second, we need to shift our focus away from the problem and toward the solution. By facing the problem head-on and discovering everything you can know about it, you give some airtime to information that may be very deep within you, and you also research everything you can know about it. And when I speak of problems we face, of course, I mean both internal problems as well as external ones. And they're often interfaced. Facing the internal self comes first. How is the problem triggering you? What thoughts and emotions are starting to arise? What historical memories are coming up? What are you comparing this trigger to? What fears or hopes are bubbling to the surface? What is everything that your fleshed out mind is ready to reveal? Once you've unpacked your own attitude, well, then you can liberate that energy and focus it toward discovering a solution. Let's take current world events, for example. But instead of detailing them, let's just lump them all together and call them world events. Now, for me, I've been following along in the world events quite intentionally. I've looked at both the mainstream and the independent media. I've weeded through the information and applied as much logic and critical thinking as I could. I've discarded a bunch of it, and I've kept what made clear, provable, and probable sense. I've formed opinions based on this data set. Now, I've also witnessed my own thoughts, emotions, and memories, and gave time and attention to my fears and my hopes. I've even acted through writing letters to government officials, voicing my concerns and wishes, and doing my best to engage in open dialogue through conversations and writings and this podcast. Then all of a sudden one day, I felt completely overwhelmed. So I took an afternoon just to disconnect from everything and do nothing. I sat with my overwhelm, and I let myself explore it as things came into my awareness, and say bubbled up. What did I learn? Well, it wasn't so much that I was overwhelmed as I was overfull. I was so full of information and interpretations. While there's sure to be a lot of new information to discover and new issues that will arise, I've pretty much examined the reality before us. And have drawn conclusions. Conclusions about the track I believe we're on and where it may be heading. And I'll be honest, from my perspective on our current track, it's not positive. And with this fullness, I also realized that I'm done examining. The struggle phase of my particular flow wave has now run its course. Now I could stay stuck here, and just keep repeating what I know like a parrot of my own mind, energizing and reinforcing this current reality. Or I could shift my focus toward a better reality for us all. I could look for a new model. I could think new thinking. Now, saying that you want to shift your thinking and shifting your thinking is as challenging as launching a rocket into space. So what do I mean by that? Well, in order to get a rocket off the ground and into space, you have to have enough energy to first blast it high enough to get it off the Earth and with enough momentum that it'll break free of the gravitational pull of the Earth. Remember, gravity is a force that's created by the spin of the Earth. That gravity holds objects on the surface and satellites in the orbit. Now, the same is true of reality. Reality loops, and it also has a gravitational pull. That is how it holds elements together to create forms, whether that's physical or an experience. Reality loops. And reality wants to hold you in its gravitational pull so it can stay in form. To change reality, you must break free. And this is where the flow cycle gets really, really cool. The energy you need to launch your mental rocket off the surface of your current reality comes from the current reality itself. You just need to unpack it. It comes from all of the beliefs, the thoughts, the emotions, and the memories that circulate in the loop within you, and all the energy that they hold when they're looping. When you can take that neutral witness observer perspective All of your thoughts and emotions can surface and diffuse, breaking the containment of what holds them and then liberating the energy to be used. And how does it get used? Well, through your focus. That energy flows wherever you point your focus. Focus on the problem, recreate it and reinforce it. Focus on the solution and get ready to take a mental flight into the vastness of every potential and possibility. Einstein also said this, I think 99 times and find nothing. I stop thinking, swim in silence, and the truth comes to me. He's talking about launching into flow. This launching is, however, not launching into like whatever land. This is a launching into what's a better possibility than the reality I just left land. It's a highly focused launch filled with curiosity and openness. It's flow. Our little I, and by I, I mean the lowercase vowel I, our little I is the sum total of all of our thoughts, emotions, stories, inheritances, and memories. And this totality is little I's identity. It's ego. Our big I, and capital I, is our consciousness. It's pure awareness that's accessing infinite potential. When you make a change, you're changing little I. Well, little I likes to be in control. Everything is about it. I, 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 I. I. If a change is going to be made, little I prefers to be the one to make the choice. Sometimes little I gets blindsided, and if severe enough, will just go into shock and temporarily shut down. But most often, little I will resist and even battle to keep its identity exactly as it is. It even forms these beautiful and powerful biological addictions that are tied to how we think and feel, so it can reinforce those loops and preserve its identity. When little I is trained to realize that the best way that it can flourish and survive is actually to become adaptable and curious about the unknown, it will truly begin to learn how to self-edit the information it holds and then create a fleshed out reality that's much more aligned with a happy and joyful life, and much more aligned with big-eye conscious awareness. You see, we're sitting at this precipice of a major shift in humanity, a shift where our little eye gets to graduate from states of repetitive reaction into genius, standing firmly in self-accountability looking honestly at what we're made of, and then launching routinely into flights of fresh thinking and flow. When little I learns what flow is, why it matters, and then masters how to do it, little I is going to really evolve rapidly. And the world will also evolve rapidly. Beyond the record and reenact nature we've begun as, we'll evolve into unified beings, where our consciousness lives in ourselves and together we create a much better reality for us all. So as Fuller and Einstein noted above, you must change your thinking to create a better reality, to solve wicked problems, and to evolve into new states. And to do that, you need to flow. Now if you would love to learn to flow, reach out to me through flowmind.ca and we'll get you started by developing your flow mind, teaching your little eye what flow is and how it functions and how it relates to you. And thank you for listening to this Radical Flow podcast. It means the world to me that you do. If you're enjoying it, I'd love it if you share. And until next time, we'll see you in the flow.